I'm Justin Snyder. And I'm Stephanie Greenwood Snyder. We're just an average everyday couple. But over the years, we've seen the incredible importance of building community together. We'll be talking with friends and experts about their stories and experiences to help us learn and grow. We don't want to just survive through life. We want to intentionally thrive. This is The Intentional Thriver. Well, welcome back. We are so excited to be here with the Washingtons. Hello, Washingtons. Yes, this is fun because you're literally right up the road. And we have a cool story and connection because we moved almost identical times, which is like a year ago, right this moment, practically bought our houses just a couple miles away from each other. And you moved from the same state, but still it was a big move and change of scenery and change of friends and all that stuff. And we just got to get to know each other at church, like practically the first day. And our kids are are almost the same age. And we're just so thankful that we get to do life with you guys. And something that Justin and I actually separately thought about about you guys is that we feel like you both are very intentional in the way that you are strategic in your planning and how you plan your life, your day, Uh, even like I've been there for dinner, like the way that you organize dinner, clean up from dinner. Don't shake your head, Jessica. It's very (laughs) impressive with two little kids. (laughs) It's true. Yeah, no, a lot lot of respect for you guys and like your consistency yeah. and your stability it's almost like you two are like an engineer and a a, a scientist yeah. almost or both scientists, <laughs> both <you know>? engineers <laughs> yeah that's exactly. how they met. <laughs> <laughs> so we just want to kick it off by asking you tell us a little bit about yourselves your background and what brought you to the here and now <laughs> sure sure well Thank you. I, I guess you kind of stole some of the thunder there with <laughs> the engineering backgrounds that may or may not exist between the both of us. <laughs> but we both met in school. Jessica is actually from upstate New York. I'm from the metro Atlanta area and met in school. And we've been married now, Justin and Stephanie, for nine years. Wow. Ooh, congratulations. Wow. Thank you. Very That's good. Yeah. Coming up on nine years. Um, two kids now, as you mentioned. Three and what a year? 16 and a months. Half. Oh, 16 months, excuse me. Just 16 months, right? Yeah. Uh, yesterday, 16 oh, yesterday. months. Wow. But who's counting? Right. Yeah. Yeah. The moms. I look at the it by, I look at it as quarters, you know. I, I do yeah, sales exactly. quarters. So. That makes sense. Doctor's appointments is how I look at it. So, yeah, yeah. Sure. sure. Got yeah. One kid's three years old, another one's at six quarters old. Okay. So. okay. <laughs> but but yeah, we've got two kids and, and growing up, I mean, I played every sport under the sun and, and Jessica was kind of the same as you, you get to hear a bit of her story. So we both came from fairly athletic families. Um, fairly active families. So you hear a lot of that has bled into the way that we parent our our kids and and what we do today. Um, For work, I'm an engineer or was an engineer and I've transitioned into technical sales, which has been super helpful. Um, But it's been very trying at times, as you'll hear about later, especially when it comes to mental health and mental well-being. But uh, it's been very rewarding. And I wouldn't change it for the world. So it's a little bit about myself, but Jessica, do you want to add on to that? Uh, sure. Yeah. So I grew up in upstate New York. Um, I have a younger brother, my family. Um, just 
they were always generally healthy people. Um, you know, like Brian said, we were athletic and just kind of, my mom liked to feed us, you know, the whole grain bread and all those kind of things. Um, and so, yeah, just it's, it was almost just kind of normal for me. Uh, but then I think it kind of had to to level up a little bit, um, you know, right after, not right after we got married, probably a few months, maybe six so months after we got married, I got really sick. Um, it was just kind of like a perfect storm of a whole bunch of stuff. Um, and so that was just really hard to navigate, you know, being newly married and having this thing where it's like, I'm no longer the healthy, vibrant, fun, you know, person that he married. Um, really hard on our relationship and also really hard financially like we we were both working um but you know we weren't where you know brian is now in his career we're we're more stable and so it's just like all the supplements and all the um you know functional practitioners who are like not covered under insurance and just all the all the strains that were like abnormal for a newly married couple um so that was just you know not to to bring not to bring our our backgrounds down but mm-hmm. just <laughs> yeah no that's, yeah. that's the journey yeah yeah it's just like yeah. that's kind of where we started um and it was kind of a big tumble from like you know playing basketball every week in college and just you know being married and going on hikes every weekend and then it's like all of a sudden I'm sick and I'm tired and I don't feel well and it's like now what do we do um but thankfully we've overcome that and you know things are a lot easier now we're I'm you know feeling you know pretty much all the way back to being vibrant pre-sick me and was able to have two healthy pregnancies and healthy kids so just very thankful very thankful that you know we've kind of I feel like I've come full circle and um and really been able to see the um just the the fruits of of the work that we put in and also just where the Lord has brought us and and his plan and just kind of being able to look back on that and and kind of see all of that I love it I love it. I forget that we also both met in college, early on in college. We've both been married for nine years. Yeah. <laughs> Big difference, though, is you both are our firstborns, and we're both baby children. Yeah, and maybe we're, that we're plays into end. our personalities. But um, <laughs> anyway, I love what you said about being full circle, because mm. I saw something somewhere on the glorious interwebs, and it said something like, challenges are really opportunities. And I think that you've used a huge challenge, a huge Mm, struggle in your life. I mean, especially early on in marriage, we had something early on in our marriage that was really hard. You'll have to watch, listen to episode two to find out. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But like, so I feel like you are now utilizing that for not just your own good, your family's good, but also to help others Mm, heal their gut and heal their bodies. And that's just, that is full circle, like truly full circle. And so I applaud you for that. And it's not easy, you know, to run a business and have two kids, but you're doing it, girl. And yeah, so proud of you. And I I don't I don't want to jump ahead at all, but um, we are going to talk about gut health and Mm -hmm. things like that. And for, you know, someone like me who is not well versed in health and things like that, I hear gut health. I'm like, what is what does that even mean? Mm -hmm. You know, what what is that involved? And I'm again, I'm, I'm sure. You know, you'll talk more about this, Jessica, as we continue on, because you are like the gut health ninja. Yeah. You actually have a site called the Gut Healing Ninja um, with so many amazing resources and things like that. And we'll include a link 
in uh, the description in the video yeah. and, and so that people can check that out. But can you guys talk a little bit more about, you know, your, your journeys, like you're sharing some of that, but, you know, kind of continuing on, um, you know, talking about your journeys in relationship to health and finding uh, a good balance and, and thriving. And, you know, Brian, like you were saying with, you know, being very athletic and things like that. And you, you still are very active and athletic. Like Brian and I play ping pong <laughs> and he is like a master ping pong player. I it is, he he's good. So if you ever run into Brian Washington and challenge him to a game of good. ping pong, prepare to be beaten <laughs> because he's very good. No, but you know, like, like you were saying earlier, Brian, about just what that journey has looked like, you know, for you and obviously as Jessica was starting to have some health issues and things like that, you know, talking through some of that, like your journey when it came to health. Yeah, I'd say it started out as a, as a kid. Um, my parents, they spent a lot of their pre-parenthood years actually in Europe, in Germany. And so they were exposed to a lot of, of health practices that were happening over there that we were just a little bit behind the eight ball, a little bit behind the curve um, in and they brought all of that back to the U.S. when they came and they, you know, they had my, myself and, and my three sisters. So I was exposed to a lot of sports. Um, you know, t tennis also is there. Golf. Um, my dad got me into baseball, tee, but like all of the, I mean, we even played volleyball, which wasn't huge for males back in, you know, back in the day when we were growing up in the 90s, but it was big in other countries. And so my dad and I would play that too. And that really opened my eyes to just the different ways that one can be like physically healthy, you know, just have physical activity, not necessarily going to the gym all the time, not necessarily running marathons, not necessarily working out five, six times a week, but truly enjoying what you like. So I, I learned that early on as a kid, as did my sisters. And it's been it's been helpful, very helpful and, and impactful to the way that I view health mm -hmm. uh, as an adult. So when I got to college, you know, I couldn't play so many sports. I would play a few intramural sports, but I didn't have that consistent yeah, rhythm that I had uh, as a kid. You know, as seasons came around, you knew it was time for soccer season or you knew it was time for basketball season. But in college, I really picked up running. I'm not talking marathon running, just like three to four miles a couple of times a week with a buddy who introduced me to the love of running that he had. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. And that woke me up to there are other ways to get out and get active and stay involved. And uh, you also in college need to really be careful with what you eat because all of a sudden you've got kind of like an unlimited budget. <laughs> You got you've got a food plan and you've got a you've got a food court that has anything you could want as an eighteen year old. Yeah. <laughs> ice cream, ice cream, ice cream at nine thirty in the in the in the evening. Sure, cookies <laughs> for breakfast, no problem. So I had to really learn how to watch watch what I ate, be careful what I ate, and develop a little bit of um, consistency in the way that I did my exercise, the way that I ate, and that carries into other parts of health as well. Mm, emotional, yeah. health, emotional health, mental health, um, psychological health, spiritual health, physical health, it, it all applies in, in, in having consistency and restraint, yeah. but also 
absolute joy in what you're doing and how you're doing it. So that's been my journey with health. I, I haven't had it as difficult as my wife has, but I think, I think I've learned from maybe looking at the other side of the spectrum of, of health. Yeah. Do you feel because you made those choices like, oh man, I missed out on the college experience or, oh man, if I could go back, I I don't feel like I got to live my fullest life because I did practice more, you know, restraint and discipline in that. It's a great question. Now, that's a great question. Just because I didn't eat cookies at 930 in the morning <laughs> didn't mean I never ate cookies. You've never day. lived. Let that be a microcosm for, for a lot of other parts of college, but not all of college. But yes, you, you have to enjoy what you have, Yeah. Um, but be very, very mindful of the consequences of overindulging mm-hmm. or even stepping your toe in some parts of the water. Yeah. So, um, no, I, I, I didn't eat nine pounds of vegetables a week. I didn't, yeah. you know, I didn't have one cookie a, a semester if I passed the test. It wasn't like that. There were trays of cookies. There were trays of cookies. Yeah. Yeah. But we didn't, you know, that was a, that was a, a treat yeah. more so than, yeah. Um, yeah. Than, than a recurring routine yeah. meal. I think it wasn't, it like, it wasn't just cookies. It's like, yeah, we had cookies, but then we also like went out and played ultimate frisbee and like it was more like a well-rounded kind of college experience i think it enhanced our culture exactly and that's what we do now like with our kids you know we we have fun we we are rather we're very intentional about areas of our health we're very strict about some parts Mm -hmm. of family dynamic but we allow for there to be margin in our life intentionally to to enjoy some freedoms that we now have so um we we can talk more about it because that can be a podcast in and of yeah. itself. Yeah, no Seriously. kidding. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. The way that we, we're trying to raise our, our two boys and the way we're trying to model um, what it is mm. to be a, a great citizen and a great steward of what you've been given and what you have. Mm-hmm. That's that's a great word, model. Yeah, and modeling that. But mm-hmm. before we, yeah, like before we get into that, we definitely want to hop over to Jessica, <laughs> and so you can talk a little bit more about your health journey. And again, yeah. that could be a podcast in and of itself. <laughs> Many a podcast. Many a podcast. Um, yeah, so, and blog posts and yeah. what you've already done. Yeah. Go to the gut healing ninja for, <laughs> dot com for more information. Anyway, please go ahead. Uh, thank you. Um, shameless plug. Um, <laughs> it's funny, like hearing Brian's story. It's like, I feel like mine's kind of flipped. Like, when I was growing up, I, I almost, I think, took like what my parents were doing health-wise, like for granted, it was always just kind of like, oh, that's just what we do and all the things. And then um, I feel like I really started to appreciate and understand health, like when I lost it. Mm-hmm. Um, and just because it's like, I no longer, you know, was had lots of energy. I no longer just like felt good. I couldn't do what I want. I couldn't eat what I wanted. Um, so I really had to just kind of go back to the basics and just figure out like, what, how do I get back there? Like, what does that look like? Like, how do you even do that? Like first, right, like figure out what in the world is wrong with me. And then, which again, this could be a podcast in itself, like how the, we won't (laughs) just how like conventional medicine is not set up to figure out what's wrong with you. It's, Mm -hmm. it's more set up. And not saying that there's anything wrong with conventional medicine it's right. just more it's that's a um a very like 
acute care model where like you're sick, you go to the doctor mm-hmm. and they fix that sickness. But when it's more of like a chronic kind of underlying disease state, it's like you really have to become your own health detective and really just uh, figure it out, which yeah. kind of, you know, here you go. You're, you know, kind of left in the waters of the internet to just, you know, do what you can. Wow. Um, yeah. Scary. With, yeah, which is why I'm so passionate about like my blog and just my like platform because it's like such an underworld and like you have to know what you're looking for in, a, in order to find it, mm-hmm. which a lot of people don't. And I'm getting off topic, but it's just no, like, it's okay. but, but you kind of had to, to do that. What you're, what you're describing, yeah. what you're describing, yeah. you needed at that stage in your life to be that health detective. You had to kind of figure that out yeah. for yourself. And it's cool. Like Stephanie was saying that you're able to use that now to be that for yeah. other people. I, and, I've and, heard you say that your goal is to shorten their process. So, so how were you able to, through that process, mm-hmm. like figure out what was going on with you? Because obviously that had to be very frustrating and scary and like yeah. all those things that you were saying before. Yeah, uh, it was just a lot of um, really just, yeah, kind of like trial and error. And the my first foray into like functional holistic health was really from when we were doing marriage counseling. It was just a totally random thing. Um, one of our uh, mentors just mentioned that she was seeing this like functional nutritionist and and I ended up going there too. And so she was like really the first, I mean, she was looking back on it. She wasn't like the greatest at kind of figuring things out, but she was so pivotal in helping me just realize that there's this other world out there because before then I was just going to my GI doctor and he was like, here, take this medicine and here, try this diet. And it's like, it just didn't help like it, right. It, it helped for a little bit, but it wasn't yeah. like the solution. And I'm sure so many people can relate to that if you have just like these chronic things. Um, but that was, yeah, my first just introduction into this, this whole world of functional medicine and that there are other ways to heal besides prescriptions and besides going to your doctor. Um, Mm -hmm. and so that was really helpful for me. And then from there, it was just kind of like bouncing between, you know, listening to podcasts and like binging on people's blog posts and just like almost like learning it all from just like absorbing it and trying to figure it out and and then bouncing from practitioner to practitioner and just kind of taking little chunks of what they could help me with and so it was very much a a process um I've definitely learned a lot and um it's you know now that I'm on the other side it's I'm really thankful that it happened yeah yeah. I wouldn't have told you that years ago but yeah. So, so answer me this for, again, people who are not as intelligent like me, who, <laughs> who are like, you know, gut health, it kind of sounds self-explanatory, but I feel like there's a lot there, or I've heard the term like, like G GI yeah. gastrointestinal, or, you know, they, yeah. can you talk a little bit about like what, what, what you mean when you say gut health or what that means <laughs> and what that involves and like why that is so pivotal and important to like our health mm-hmm. as people? Oh yeah. Maybe let's just keep it to a, <laughs> again. It could be a podcast in another show. Let's keep it to a couple of sentences. I know. Right? Right. Really he yeah. knows I'm really bad at rambling. Uh, oh, I get passionate it means about you're a well of information, things. Jessica. Yeah. Okay. We'll, keep we'll it top level. For yeah. Us. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So, oh gosh. All right. Um, <laughs> this is a lot of pressure. So, your gut, right? That's like your stomach, your intestines, your 
pretty much everywhere where you absorb nutrients, calories, everything that runs your body is essentially absorbed and assimilated through your gut. So just high level, if, if things aren't working well, if you don't have enough stomach acid to chemically digest your food, if your intestines are, you know, moving too fast, you're not going to absorb your nutrients properly. Like there's just so many places where it can go wrong. And then that can trickle into just, you know, you're, you're like, well, I'm eating a good diet. I'm eating enough food. Why am I tired? Why am I not sleeping well? Why am I stressed out? Why am I feeling all these things? Well, it's because yes, you're eating well, but it's like, you're not, you're not able to use your body's not able to use all of that um properly and that's just that's we'll leave it at that one okay yeah intriguing (laughs) which which obviously there's a lot more there and involved and like the symptoms because i'm sure symptoms could look like you mentioned tired or um or can't sleep or you know things like that i love stress because i think that people want to i identify it as mental health or vice versa go to physical health but we need mental health you know like they're so well yeah phys- entwined. physical health yeah. and mental health and yeah. honestly i think spiritual health are all like you were saying earlier brian are just so closely yeah. connected and so interwoven mm-hmm. together and you know we're going to talk about mental health right. uh in in the next episode yeah. actually uh-huh. and uh and obviously how important that is but again you know with with the physical health and stuff like that how how has your guys view of health kind of changed over the years how has that kind of morphed especially as a couple you know <laughs> and as you guys are obviously like team partners in all of this you know from from your past Brian and then Jessica from your journey how have you guys kind of landed on what your view of health is for you guys and then modeling that for what you want to do with your family and your kids. Sure. So I'll, I'll kind of cover it for me selfishly uh, first. And that is from the purely the financial perspective. Mm, yeah, no, that's good. That's about <laughs> so I realized that, you know, staying healthy is, is a very savvy financial move hmm. as essentially you're doing free or very close to free preventative maintenance on yourself. That's good. To avoid or at least defer medical challenges in the in the future yeah no that's a great point yeah so i see (laughs) so i see it as as a very solid as as much as people like to look at um you know some financial experts out there on the internet i won't name them here but we all know a few of them i think right alongside (laughs) of that is maintaining health because Mm -hmm. health age becomes a greater and greater expense of your lifestyle yeah. So wow, that's a great point. And I, really I don't feel like is. a lot of people stop actually there. talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll stop there. Jessica? I don't even think I can follow that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's a really cool perspective. Um I feel like kind of, we've we've kind of touched on on this a little bit, but just like I've realized how important it is. And I don't think if I wouldn't have I think if I wouldn't have gone through what I went through, I wouldn't have the um, like the wherewithal to make it as big of a importance with our kids and with our life. Um, just kind of like we were saying before, just <clears throat> like how we live. Um, <clears throat> I think we almost just kind of like unintentionally weave like 
health into that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so it's almost just kind of how we are at this point. And I think that's really cool. And I think our kids will will grow up just seeing that. Like I know we we had talked about a while ago, you're because we have a home gym and um you were like, Well, how do we how do we like get Isaac and Elias to like want to work out and mm. to like want to value that? And then I think we just came to the conclusion that like just by having it and just by like seeing us in there, That's like good. And, you know, that goes to, uh, like, the same lines of, like, eating, just, like, how they see us eat and how they see us, you know, just kind of interact with each other. Because, like, relationship health is another area we can we can go into. But just, I think, just kind of modeling it and, um, and yeah. just kind of being on the same page with how important it is to us. Yeah. That's good. And I don't know what you actually say to Isaac, but I have been at birthday parties where he couldn't eat the cake because of his own limitations to keep him healthy and stuff. And I don't think I've ever seen a three-year-old be okay to not eat cake. Like, so I'm just, I'm really impressed with that because I think you guys don't make it, um, obviously any kind of discipline that you can't eat that. Um, or, but, di- or disadvantage or disadvantage or, yeah, or anything yeah. you always you know navigate it to a positive I, I mean I remember seeing Brian being like well look at these apples and <laughs> look at these you know yummy yeah. fruit and like I think that that's really important that sometimes as parents we we think oh, a three-year-old has to eat birthday cake at a birthday you know or has yeah. to and it's like no no they don't you know and if you set them up to succeed then then it is possible. And I'm not saying I do that. <laughs> I could, but I, I yeah. do really admire that about you guys. Do you have any like tips or tricks for how you, how you do that with Isaac? I think Isaac deserves a lot of credit there too. Like he's very mature and just mm-hmm. has a lot of like self-control and I think understanding and um, it's just very flexible with kind of with that kind of stuff. Um, it's pretty so, amazing for a three-year-old. Yeah. He is a very impressive three-year-old. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just think kind of when we have dessert or whatever we're doing at home, not, and again, not that like dessert is bad, yeah. right? Sure. Should, dessert is cool. Um, but just like <laughs> in order to model like, you know, a healthy lifestyle, it's like whenever we have cookies or whatever cake or whatever I make, cause I like to bake things. Um, it's like it's not we don't treat it as like a treat or like a yeah. a special thing or like a oh you have to eat your dinner in order to have this or it's mm-hmm. like so it's not off limits it's like yeah sure have a cookie and then go eat your breakfast like it's yeah. it's mm-hmm. kind of it's just another food really mm-hmm. that's cool i love that i love that and that is i think that is really helpful because Justin and i have a opposite experience with food not that our parents were unhealthy or anything i don't want to put them down but when we got married oh man (laughs) we well and i don't even think it was about food i i think honestly there was like an underlying yeah element of no limits yeah yeah, exactly (laughs) where you feel (laughs) like where you feel more limited and constrained Mm -hmm. Mm. You know, and then once you're kind of on your own, you feel that freedom. And yeah. so it's like, woohoo, you yeah. know, and so you maybe abuse that a Absolutely. little bit to to a certain mm-hmm. extent, as opposed to, again, kind of staying balanced, staying consistent and finding that um, 
as opposed to, it's almost like paddling a canoe. You know, if you, if you paddle too hard on one side, you're going to veer off and then you got to paddle really hard on the other side and bring it back and you just kind of weave back and yeah. forth yeah. as opposed to like a little on one side, a little on the other side and mm-hmm. trying to stay as like consistent and straight as possible. Yeah. And I think, um, like for me, you know, again, I, I think physical health is very tied to, to mental health and things like that. Like for me, food is a big coping yeah. mechanism for me. And there can be some wonderful aspects of that. Like food, food is amazing. Food is incredible. Food mm-hmm. is um, an excellent, amazing tool that obviously we need to fuel our bodies. And it's can be incredibly enjoyable and should yeah. be very enjoyable, you know, but it can also if not used in moderation can, can be abused. And how do you make those sustainable and balanced like lifestyle choices? Like, you know, Jessica, you were saying it's like almost so entwined into how you guys think you don't even really think about it. Just teaching them. um, And and it's not even like active teaching. Again, it's more just like modeling, Mm -hmm. but um, to make things sustainable for them so that they will then, you know, want to carry it on in the future. It's, I kind of just try to pick the big things that really matter to me um, and then enforce those as much as possible and then be flexible with other things. So like, for example, um, Isaac and myself, I don't think we mentioned I have celiac disease. I don't know if that applies to if anyone knows what that means, but um, so yeah, I have celiac disease. I can't eat gluten. Isaac has reacted to gluten in the past. um, So we don't give him gluten now. Um, and so I'm a little more strict on his, you know, dietary stuff than I used to be. Um, and so just to kind of give an example of like how I kind of work through in my brain, what to do as far as letting my children be free in the wild with, you know, food choices is like, um, like at, uh, when he goes to school or like at church, um, when he's in the kids area, it's like they get Cheerios for snack and, um, Cheerios well, it says on the box are gluten-free, um, kind of aren't like the greatest choice for me to give to my children. It's just, we could go into all the details, but they're made with oats, which can be contaminated with gluten and can be sprayed with pesticides and herbicides. And so it's like, for me, if I'm valuing their gut health and valuing kind of how I want them to develop as young children, I'm going to be very strict on like saying, I would prefer if they didn't have Cheerios, even though it's like, probably very annoying for the, the church people to check and to have to like, this child doesn't get Cheerios. Um, <laughs> but it's like a, it's a big deal for me. Yeah. Whereas like if Isaac brings home a bunch of candy from school and it's got, you know, red food coloring and sugar and it's like, well, sure, go eat that. It's fine. Because it's like, that's, those are my battles I'm choosing to pick. Yeah. And I, yeah. I think that makes it, that makes it, less of a like constraint for him too so it's like he knows he has freedom and he can still have fun and still enjoy the candy that his friends get at school Mm. Um, and so maybe that makes him more compliant when he can't have cheerios and can't have cake i don't know but that's just kind of kind of how i i work with the sustainability piece of it also try to teach him like to listen to his body and like Mm. uh, and kind of try to teach him how food makes him feel. Um, another semi-comical example, <laughs> um, we made him a birthday cake for his third birthday and he was like so ridiculously excited to eat it. Um, and so he like didn't eat any of his dinner because it's like, I just want my cake. So we're like, cool, go have your cake. And he starts eating it and wants a second piece. And then he, all of a sudden he's like, guys, I don't feel good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'm like, Isaac, 
it's because you ate a lot of sugar. That cake has a lot of sugar and you didn't eat your dinner. Yeah. And so that was like a very teachable moment. And after that cake, I like gave him a little um, uh, like Slim Jim beef jerky stick. And I was like, here, this will make you feel better because it has protein in it and it will help, you know, yeah. like that, the sugar rush. And so now, yeah. now whenever he like has candy or sweets or whatever, he's like, this has sugar in it. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> he remembers. <laughs> And I'm like, and it's okay to eat it in moderation, but just make sure that's not the only thing you eat. So yeah. it's just like, like kind of weaving in teachable moments into just like everyday life and just like helping him gain the skills to, to like listen to his body and, and know how that makes him feel and things like that. So that's yeah. just a little insight into my mom brain. On yeah. that one. <laughs> I love that. That's so important. Cause our kids kind of like your kids, we have, a boy who is a very, very solid boy, kind of like your oldest. And then for us, we have a girl who's rather petite. She, I mean, loves eating carrots, loves eating. I mean, she she loves cookies too. But, you know, but she actually kind of chooses more of the healthier side of things. She loves berries, fruits, and all that stuff. Um, and she's very aware of her body. Like when she is done, she is done. And sometimes yeah. I look at her and I'm like, and then my son, I, he he's two years younger than her and will eat two, three times as oh, much as her. Oh, wow. And then a bottle of milk. Like at dinner, eat twice as much as her. It is impressive. And then still want a snack. And, and then like mm-hmm. he just goes and goes and yeah. goes. So yeah. I think it's going to be interesting in, in trying to, to understand that dynamic with him because Alexandria does put such limitations on herself. Mm-hmm. And we've had to become okay to trust her you know yeah. we follow i follow some uh, uh instagram people that have really helped me understand that like okay if my child does eat three pieces of chicken and a little bit of vegetables like that's a win and if she's done she's done i don't need to force her to eat more mm-hmm. um because my parents didn't force us to eat everything on our plate even though i do now um but like i know that there are a lot of people that will say eat everything on your plate yeah um, and I've come to really respect her boundaries of when she's done, she's done. And then if she does get hungry a couple hours later, having healthy options for her to, to readily yeah, get. Yeah. And I think that that's been really, I mean, almost, I feel, I wish I could say I w- went into that more purpose purposefully. Um, but I'm definitely appreciated. Yeah. So. Well, I think that's a good point about mm-hmm. being intentional about when you're food planning and mm-hmm. like what what snacks to buy and and i mean being realistic about that it's like okay i need a snack oh man we're running around what's in the pantry okay let's grab a bag of chips because it's there and it's easy and it's available Mm -hmm. as opposed to like okay cool well you know what are some good healthy yeah yeah, like Mm -hmm. an apple or some carrots or some grapes you know bananas oh my goodness are still a little high in sugar so it's good to balance which brennan does really well well uh he brennan eats bananas a very particular way he believes that he can absorb them through his skin <laughs> like a lotion. So he'll take them, he'll mash them, and then just rub them all over his face, yeah. oh, which man. is great for his eczema. Yeah. It's not yeah. at all. Yeah. Well, speaking of which, it's like you made the recommendation to us to do a prebiotic and oh, a, a whole, probiotic. Like a whole cocktail. Yeah. Uh. Of and that like that involves eczema and would you think like oh man mm-hmm. eczema is related to gut health yeah, like it's it's crazy sure. how many yeah. things are connected yeah. 
mm-hmm. to that, you know? Mm-hmm. So thank you for that recommendation, yeah. by the way. Thank like you. his skin is looking better. <laughs> yeah. So I'm glad. Is I know. Um, yeah. It's great. I, I want to ask the question about, you've heard just a little bit of our story. You, you know that I'm on a weight loss journey and I've lost 60 pounds, which has been a huge process and I have more to go. But what, what is something that you would tell someone who maybe, I mean, I did that because of my energy levels, the way I looked, it wasn't necessarily like your story where it was like, I need to do this for my own, like, to function to function yeah Yeah. so what would you tell somebody who's kind of outwardly looks seems healthy but probably could do better you know yeah so i most importantly is to really define what you want and Mm, it could be for selfish reasons it could be for for more communal or corporate reasons but define truly what you want now that sounds I don't know, too vague, but it, it really is applicable when it comes to health. And for me, I was healthy like a year ago. I've done some things, though, that I think have, with Jessica's influence, have made me even more healthy, right? Mm. And I, I've really had to define what it means. Mm. I'm in my 30s now. I'm not the, the young whippersnapper <laughs> I once was a decade ago. An old man, Brian. Yeah, yeah. You know, take me out to the pasture here. I'll come up. <laughs> But <laughs> I'd have to def- I had to define. I say, you know, Jessica, this is what I think I want to do. I, uh, six months from now, two quarters from now, for those of you in sales, <laughs> a year from now, this is what I, I think I want, even though I'm outwardly pretty healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, so we had some things that, um, well, I'll just tell you that, that we tested for, like mineral counts. Yeah. I'm not sure if you've looked into that, but that's very important. When it comes to being able to deal with health, being able to deal with um, improving your sleep, Mm. improving your mental acuity, sharpness, right? If you don't have enough minerals or the right minerals or the right levels of those minerals, Mm. even though you can be in great physical shape, Mm -hmm. you can marathon in two hours, you can lift 400 pounds, you know, you can pick a car up off of a kid. If you don't, if you don't have the mineral count correctly, you can actually have a whole host of issues that are underlying that will that will rear their ugly heads. Really? Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, in early life and in later life as well. Yeah. Them now, so right. I had started testing some minerals, and we're doing something where I'm I'm on a we call it a mineral supplement plan or a. You're taking I'm taking minerals, but are very specific to what I need, not just a a general multivitamin. Sure. So eliminating things and eliminating inhibiting your body's ability to store and use minerals. Yeah. For a more technical. Yeah. Have have you noticed a difference? I have. Wow. Especially in the way that I deal with external stressors. Really. Mm -hmm. What a great segue! Can you tell us more about that? I mean, what, what can I say? Um, you know that I am in technical sales right. and technical sales is stressful at times. You have high highs and you have low lows and the one who does well in it is able to manage both. And it's yeah. important to manage both. Yeah. And you have to have not coping me- mechanism, mechanisms, but you must have ways to address them consistently. Yeah. yeah. So one thing that I do is I, I avoid trends that trends in health to me can be very whipsaw and it's not good for you. 
um, as a human, mentally, physically, emotionally, it's it's not good to have such highs and lows. Yeah. Your sales yeah. numbers are high and low, but you need to stay even keel. Yeah. Love that. Yep. So I, I kind of avoid trends. I keep my routine simple. Mm. Um, having a lot of having a lot in your day to day routine can be stressful in and of itself, even if you accomplish everything that you have on your on your agenda for the day. Mm. So I try to keep three to four things as most important and everything else I deal with when I have margin to do it. Wow. And I'm okay to deal with that. If, if I lay my head on my pillow at night and say, I didn't deal with those lesser important things, I'm okay with that. Yeah. That looks different for every single person. Yeah on this call, every single person that's listening, but you have to be really clear and define what is most important and what is of less importance. If everything's important, nothing's important. Nothing. Yeah. Now I'm like super interested. How, how do you identify those? Do you work with Jessica? Or are we talking mostly at work? Are you, what's your process? It, I, I do it for myself at first. Okay. Like the first step is I look at it for my own, um, for my own good, for my own mental health. Not that I only do it for me, but it's a good first step. I agree. Mm -hmm. And then I see how my personal preferences affect the family. Mm. Right? And that's when I, I bring in Jessica and I say, Jessica, I'm thinking this is in third place. Is it third place for you too? Wow. Mm. I love that. That is so that's good. That's what we do. That that's is so good. Yes. That's how we do it in the household. Just end the call now. I We're know. Good. Well, good night, folks. <laughs> no, I do I do love that because you taking care of yourself mm. is taking care of Jessica, is taking care of your boys, you right. know? Yeah. And so if you can be that, and and I'm not saying just you as the man, you know, Jessica, if anybody can be the, a, rock, a rock in that way, stable, like how much does that serve your spouse? Is that so much does mm. that serve your kids that are not seeing, oh, daddy's you know, in yep. a bad place yeah. right now, you know, yeah, we, that's, that's good. let's walk on eggshells. Like they don't have to be that. They're going to always be safe that, that daddy's safe, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I applaud you for that. And, and I think it's really cool that we've known you for less than a year. We're coming up on our friend's anniversary, which is awesome, <laughs> but that's so evident in you guys that you are intentional and that you are consistent and um, we just really, really do admire that about you guys. Yeah, so for sure. Mm -hmm. Jessica, question for you. So yeah. I'm, I'm like thinking for someone like me who's yeah. like, I don't really know a lot about gut health. I don't really have like a good like health plan. Like I, I try to stay active, but I don't run by any means. Like, <laughs> sure. Brian, you have to teach me how you like started to love running because every time I try to run... I'm like, kill me now. This is the worst thing ever. So I guess it's just breaking through that initial. Huh, I don't want to do this, but you do it for two weeks, two, two weeks. weeks. Wow. You've got to, you got to grit your teeth and get okay. through it for two weeks. After that, you'll say, I can do this. It's okay. like a part of my weekly schedule. What you were asking a, a question. Uh, sorry. Sorry. Yes. 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 Sorry. Yeah. I got sidetracked. I will yeah. say for, maybe Brian, two weeks, maybe us. Two months. Two months. <laughs> Maybe a couple of years. We'll see, we'll see how it goes. Um, no, but Jessica, for for someone who like is just so overwhelmed or or they're just confused and they're frustrated, mm -hmm. like you know, in a position like you were yeah. when um, you were trying to figure out what was going on with your health and things like that, like wh what's at least a first step 
obviously the gut healing ninja.com is a great resource for people. And I, I mean, again, correct me if I'm wrong, but you part of like your journey and like you offer a service, right? Where you virtually talk with people, help them with their, like assess where they're at. You're actually like a scientist, like you can actually do tests and things like, like can you talk a little yeah. bit about that? Cause that's very interesting to me, like how sure. someone anywhere in the world could, could start that journey, could start that process. Yeah. Um, and I think I'll take it like the very basics and then we can look, sure. talk about yeah. like, the, the testing and all that cool, fancy stuff. But like, <laughs> what I tell clients and like what the most important thing is like, kind of like what Stephanie was saying, it's just like, what matters to you? How do you want to feel? And then we'll figure out how to get there. Um, and I'm always a fan of just like free, easy things first. So right. Like think of, so food is like kind of your baseline. Um, just like what makes you able to be and exist, right? Like, so I always like to tell people food is fuel, um, right? And so let's imagine that we are expensive, fancy Porsches and we drive around and we need the premium gasoline. Well, it's kind of the same thing when you look at like your diet and what you're eating. It's like if you put McDonald's and uh, like sheet cakes in your expensive, fancy Porsche all the time, you know, it'll, it'll run fine for a little bit. Um, but that, you know, kind of regular gasoline is not enough to sustain that high end engine. Um, and so you need to have that same kind of perspective with your own body yeah. as like treat it like a good. fancy sports car and put, you know, the highest quality food that you can, you know, sustainably afford and source and, yeah. you know, whatever, like, of course, don't, you know. It, and then, and again, it doesn't need, things don't need to be perfect, right? Like we eat at Chick-fil-A, we eat, you know, cookies more than, you know, maybe more than the normal person. I'm not entirely <laughs> sure, but we like our cookies. Um, but it's like, find where you can, um, where it's just sustainable for you to make those, those choices in the context of food being fuel. Mm. Uh, and of course it can taste good and all those things you can make healthy food taste good. Um, so that's kind of number one, like baseline, just fuel your body, how you want it to perform basically. Um, and then another really important thing that kind of we've touched on a little bit is just like uh, stress management is way more mm. critical to your health and yes, your gut health very specifically um, than we probably think it is. Wow. So, and we can't, we can't avoid stress, right? Like that's, I feel like what a lot of people think of when they think of stress management is like, okay, how do I avoid all stress? Um <laughs> Unfortunately, don't, like, get, yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't get married, don't have children, don't have a job <laughs> in a box. Um, but even in a box, you yeah. Yeah. About that sounds awful box. to me. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you can't avoid it. So how do you build a toolkit that mm. works for you mm. to manage those things? Right. So is it like journaling? Is it 
meditation. Um, I'll, I, I really like to talk with clients who are also Christians because that I can relate on that level where it's like, you have control over the things that you think and like, God gave you the ability to <clears throat> think things yeah. and again, not think things. Yeah. So, and so that for me personally was extremely powerful and learning like that. Yes, I have the power to control my thoughts and they don't just have to run wild and spiral and literally affect my health. Like mm. some of the worst, lowest times of my health journey were when like, my mind was spiraling and that was like directly impacting my, my symptoms. And I think a lot of people don't put enough emphasis on that mental part of it. Um, and it's all free. Um, so those are kind of the two like things I would start with people is just at the baseline, like, how do you want to feel right? Like Stephanie, you want to feel more energy. You, you know, want to sleep better. You want to just be there for your kids more and just more reliantly, reliably. Yeah, you want to. Um, so and then that, you know, caused you to want to lose weight and all that stuff. So that's, right. you know, that's exactly how you should go about it. Um, but then for, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for other people who like have direct gut complaints or gut symptoms, of course, there's like things we can dig deeper into with with functional testing that can then get you like direct answers as to why you are having these symptoms and that we can address those using you know supplements and um, other practices um, and then hopefully those improvements will then carry over into making you able to do all of these lifestyle things more efficiently and with more energy and things like that so it's kind of a holistic view of of health and it's so true how everything i mean this is this is not just the way you feel because sometimes you can feel selfish. Oh, it's just about like making me feel yep. better. But no, it does affect your family and your friends and your kids and so much and your 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 coworkers, you know, all those things. And I think that that's just a huge reminder to us all that like, yeah, it's not like be selfish, you know, like whatever you want to call it, yeah. take care of yourself. And I just love that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, so with all that in mind, obviously – you guys have had and still are on an incredible journey when it comes to health and modeling that for your kids and things like that. With all that in mind, let me ask you this. Like, what does it mean to you guys to intentionally thrive in your lives for your family with each other, you know, just in, in that day to day grind with all the stressors, with all that stuff, what does that mean to you guys to intentionally thrive? Okay. I think I'll, I'll start off with the short answer and then and then let Jessica give you the longer explanation <laughs> here. But for me, it is, as I stated before, it's to be very, very clear. And you might have to do some digging, some real digging on what you want out of each phase of life. Yeah. And then be comfortable with the cost and the reward mm-hmm. of that goal or goals that you've set for yourself. So to intentionally thrive, that it has to start off with understanding what's motivating you to to aspire to be whatever or to get wherever you want in the next two years, five years, 10 years, whether that's in high school, college, um, working parents, single parent, whatever, whatever, you know, nearing retirement, you've got grandchildren, whatever that is, be very intentional about what you're trying to get out of that phase of life. And put on a reasonable time horizon, like mm-hmm. not years. Mm-hmm. I, 
two years, mm-hmm. five years, a reasonable planning horizon, and then be comfortable with what the reward is going to be, a realistic reward, and the cost that you're going to have to incur to um, go after that reward. Because there will be costs, you know, to, to yeah. be healthy. We, we, for example, to be healthy, we, we can't eat out as much as maybe some folks around us do. Sure. Eating out is fun, socializing is great, but a cost to us is maybe we miss a couple of those functions yeah. because we're doing home-cooked foods or home-cooked dinners for, for that evening. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we miss a couple of birthday parties because you know our, our child can't eat some of those things and maybe we don't get the invite, and that's a cost that we're <laughs> comfortable with yeah. given the reward that we want out of that. Yeah. For me, I've learned that I intentionally thrive best when I understand that I don't have to just let life happen to me, Mm. but I can take responsibility and ownership of my life, my actions, my decisions, my health. Um, And I learned that a lot through my health journey is just like, I can't just let my thoughts happen to me. I can't just, you know, Mm. eat and not expect it to to impact me. Um, yeah. And even like the decision to um, like what career or what job, not like what job I, I took, like I, I can't just roll with whatever life throws at me. I have to step back and just kind of think, how is this going to affect my health and my life? Um, and just know that like you as a, like in general, we have so much more control over our health than we think we do Mm. Um, and whether or not we are thriving in life. It's like a lot of, we have so much control. Like if you feel like you're not thriving right now, like you, you can change a majority of those circumstances. You can change, right? Like, of course, you know, some things, you know, maybe out of your control, but living in that, um, in that circumstance that is out of your control. I'm sure there are things in there that you do have control over. And I think that, um, was really impactful for me and and continues to be so as I continue to to stay healthy and to work to just thrive. That's amazing. Well, we really appreciate you guys. Thank, Thank you, you guys. for your time. So much. I learned so much. I really I love me it. too. Yeah. I feel like we're going to have to take this into our family and reassess some things and and talk about <sighs> two, 2 weeks of running, Brian. <laughs> 2 weeks. Hey, hey I'm, look, this is Anna's little evidence. This is what this is what it took me to because I didn't run in high school. I did it just to purely make um, the times that I needed for soccer. And so then when I had to do it as an extra, as like to just maintain my shape and stuff, I it see, took my friend two weeks, dragging me off the Xbox, dragging me off the PlayStation Four, and going outside and <laughs> <laughs> just running. And it's two weeks. And and that has part of your mental health too, right? Yeah, Just being true. outside, being in nature, being it's all yeah. connected. Yeah, it is all connected. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we'll save something for the next episode. I know. Love you guys. Thank you so much for being on The yeah. Intentional Thriver Thank and you. we'll see you soon.